0: This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Tesla reported its first quarter earnings and the numbers are stunningly good, despite supply chain bottlenecks around the world. An industry-wide chip shortage, COVID lockdowns in China, and a war raging on in Ukraine. Despite all that, Tesla managed to boost its sales 68% compared to a year ago. It sold over 310,000 cars. That brought in nearly $17 billion of automotive revenue, which represents a staggering 87% increase over last year. Total revenue, which includes things like solar panels and storage, came to nearly $19 billion, and $3.3 billion of that ended up on the bottom line, which was up a ridiculous 658% compared to last year. Even compared to the prior quarter, profits were up 43%. Well, here's our AutoLine Insight. Tesla is turning into a money-making machine. And with new assembly plants coming on stream in Berlin and Texas, we believe it's only going to outperform all these numbers in the quarters to come. And here are some surprising nuggets of information that we dug up out of the earnings call that Elon Musk had with Wall Street analysts. And this one caught us by surprise. Tesla doesn't seem to have any reason to use 800-volt architectures in its cars.
1: I just quantify that. that basically, yeah. basically like, our estimate is that like, going for 400 to 800 volts might save 100 bucks. Yep, It's, it's not really moving the needle.
0: Elon said that 800-volt architectures make sense in very big vehicles, like the Semi and Cybertruck but not in the three and the Y or the S and the X. He also explained why they've been raising prices so much.
1: Um, actually, on the price increase front, I should mention that it may seem like like maybe we're being unreasonable about increasing the prices of our vehicles, given that we had record profitability this quarter. But the, 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 the wait list for our vehicles is quite long. And some of the vehicles that people will order, uh, the, the wait list extends into next year. So, uh, our prices of vehicles ordered now are really anticipating uh, supplier and logistics cost growth uh, that, uh, that, we're, that we're aware of and believe will happen uh, over the next uh, you know, six to 12 months.
0: Or in other words, Tesla is raising prices now because by the time people take delivery of their cars, the raw materials needed to make them will be more expensive so it's protecting itself from higher costs in the future, not just what it's seeing right now. Musk also talked a lot about driving down the cost of mobility and not just with cheaper EVs. He really sees the solution as robo-taxis.
1: I mean, looking at some of our projections, it it would appear that a a robo-taxi ride will cost less than a bus ticket, a subsidized bus ticket. Or subsidized subway ticket.
0: And finally, Musk talked about the advantages of Tesla providing insurance to its customers. He says they can offer lower rates and a much better experience.
1: Yeah, and basically, I mean, like the customer experience uh, is just vastly better um, because if there's an accident, there's it, it no argument. It's We re- re- repaired it immediately. Um, and This is as compared to arguing with an insurance company, and then a claims adjuster, and then a collision repair center, and uh, this this can be a nightmare, basically. So we want to try to to turn a nightmare into a dream with Tesla Insurance.
0: And I think most people would agree that dealing with insurance companies can be a headache, so Tesla could have a real advantage here. And it expects 80% of its customers in the U.S. to buy car insurance from Tesla rather than go with a traditional insurance company.
1: We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data.
0: We're not sure if the new Lincoln Star concept that debuted after yesterday's show is a vehicle or a transformer. Robots in disguise. I'm joking, of course. But look how the rear tailgate folds down and transforms into a bench to sit on with additional storage behind the rear seats. And the hood raises up and the grille extends out to reveal extra storage and a pass-through into the interior. And it too transforms. The front seats can swivel around to face the rear seat passengers. While this is cool, we expect stuff like this to stay in concept land. But the star concept also hints at the design language for future electric vehicles. And Lincoln says it will have four new ones by 2026. And lighting is clearly going to play a key role in its future designs. Not only does it have a more expressive lighting display for the traditional front and rear lamps, It also uses lighting to accent the badging, the wheel arches, roof line, and even what looks like some sort of autonomous sensor on the roof. And with front seats that swivel around, it would make a lot of sense that the star concept would be autonomous. And I want to highlight the rear as well. Note how all the lines kind of flow down and pinch together. It creates a unique look with the belt line, which is uninterrupted all the way to the back of the vehicle, the body color, never breaks and goes up into the rear pillar. And the way it comes to a point at the rear is a little reminiscent of the Kia EV6. Last thing I want to talk about is inspired by an email I got yesterday, shout out to Grayson, asking, what's with all the two-spoke steering wheels? Is it a luxury thing? He sees it on the BMW i7, Lucid Air, Hyundai Ioniq 5, etc. Well, not only do luxury vehicle designers Seem to really like the aesthetic, but I think it's got more to do with these large display screens that blend together multiple screens into one unit. A two-spoke steering wheel makes it easier to see the screen, and it's a feature that all these vehicles have. Hey, have you ever heard of Singer Vehicle Design? It's a California company that customizes air-cooled Porsches with an attention to detail that can transform these 911s into works of art. Rob Dickinson is the founder of Singer and as our guest on Autoline After Hours today. And he's an interesting guy. Before he started the company, he was in an alternative rock band. So how do you go from rocker to world-famous car customizer? Join us this afternoon at 3 p.m. to find out.
1: At Scheffler, we pioneer motion. Electrifying mobility. Manufacturing smarter, reducing CO2 emissions, making energy production clean. Scheffler pioneers motion to advance how the world moves.
0: We already knew that Honda will use GM's Altium platform for its electric vehicles, And it's also getting that autonomous shuttle called the Origin that's being developed by GM's cruise unit. And Honda just signed a memorandum of understanding with two Japanese transportation service providers to launch autonomous mobility services in Tokyo in the middle of the decade using the cruise Origin. Honda didn't provide any other details. But to us, it is cool to see a vehicle that will be built in Detroit being put to use like this in Japan. The European New Car Assessment Program, or Euro NCAP, evaluates and crash tests new vehicles for safety. But it also created a new category called Green NCAP, and it's all about promoting the development of environmentally friendly vehicles. And it just released its first Life Cycle Assessment, or Cradle to Grave report, that looks at the environmental impact of the top-selling vehicles in Europe. The study looked at 61 cars of all types, from 2019 to 2021 and assumed a lifetime of 16 years and 240,000 kilometers or nearly 150,000 miles driven. But it says the report is intended for informational purposes only and doesn't rank the vehicles from best to worst. The intent is to highlight the importance of adopting an approach that takes into account the life cycle impact of cars on the environment. Chinese automaker Chang'an Auto is making a bit of history and will be the first Chinese brand to mass-produce a fuel cell vehicle called the C385. It's being launched under Chang'an's new Shen Lan EV brand. The model which goes on sale in the second half of the year actually comes with three powertrain types BEV, plug-in hybrid, and fuel cell. The BEV and fuel cell have a range of 700 kilometers or 435 miles, and the PHEV has a total range of 1,200 kilometers or 745 miles. While the article didn't indicate, those numbers are likely based on the easier WLTP or NEDC tests. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us.